0: Hello, everybody. Here we are in the wisdom of Shirach, or better known as the book of Ecclesiasticus. We're in chapter 19, and here we have more knowledge and wisdom and understanding coming from Jesus, Chirac. And Jesus, it says, here, wine, women, and loud happy songs. Seduce wise men. Say not all that thou hearest. That's on the gossip. Reprove thy friend without anger. There is no wisdom in wickedness. Okay. We'll get into that. All right. So here we go. Verse 1 in the book of Ecclesiastes, Chapter 19. A laboring man that is given to drunkenness shall not be rich, and he that contemneth small things shall fall by little and little. Okay, so obviously uh, you're busy on all this small stuff and the big picture escapes you, the big project, the big goals, the big markets you've set because you're busy churning uh, things up on all the small things and then of course uh, the drunkenness uh, uh, that's that's an obvious one why he will not be rich okay okay and two it says wine and women will make men of understanding to fall away and he that cleaveth to harlots will become impotent. All right, this is just a fact of life. Um, Look at this combination of wine and women, and uh, here, uh, little by little, again, you start to lose your wisdom and understanding over this. And uh, you'll see this in life, Uh, the uh, old pervert that becomes impotent. Three, it says... Moths and worms shall have him to heritage, and a bold man shall be taken away. Okay, moths and worms, that has to do with hell, folks. And uh, here's that bold man again. He's overly aggressive, overly mean. He's overly uh, not fearing the Lord, and he's very forceful in his... Evil, bold man. For it says, he that is hasty to give credit is light-minded, and he that sinneth shall offend against his own soul. All right, so obviously when you do the wickedness, uh, you're going to get that back on you by the Lord. You just are. Maybe not in this world, but in the world to come for sure. There's no way out of that. And here's a person that will not give credit to where credit is due in 4 and 5. Whoso taketh pleasure in wickedness shall be condemned. But he that resisteth resisteth pleasures crowneth his life, period. Okay, so here's the one-two punch. Notice how some of these here in 19, in chapter 19, they're double sentences. So there's like a comparison uh, in each sentence. Well, here, um, the wickedness, and people do take pleasure in that. Uh, They don't have to be a diehard Satanist to do that. Uh, There's plenty of people that just have a wicked spirit. And uh, so they've they find that pleasureful okay but look at this someone is addicted to earthly pleasures here and many of them here in this case are probably evil again and uh, here we are resisting the things that are earthly okay Uh, the the life itself is not always a pleasure well it can be for the rich man And here's some of these pleasures are what? Against God. Okay. Uh, And so if you don't do those things, you're crowning the life that you have, the life to come. And six, he that can rule his tongue shall live without strife. And he that hateth babbling shall have less evil. Okay, babbling, that goes a long way. Uh, There's the chanting, Uh, then there's babble, okay? Uh, But here's lips flapping with no knowledge, babbling, also on top of that. And look here, you uh, gotta know the right time and the right place to speak up and have words as the wisdom of Shirak here teaches you. Uh, Make your conversations meaningful. Talk about the Lord, talk about his doctrine. Talk about things that matter, okay? And by not just letting it all fly out there, just let your tongue go and shut the brain off. You see that all over the place. People talk on subjects and they have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> That's going to create strife. It just is, okay? So there's that. And here's on in 7 it says rehearse not unto another that which is told unto thee and thou shalt far never the worse period okay so there's the time to to hold in something Uh, Eight. it says whether it be to friend or foe talk not of other men's lives and if thou canst without offense reveal them not okay so remember This reminds me of Facebook here. I just can't help it to where you're getting in there and everything you do is everyone else's business that you, what, you friend them or you defriend them. I don't know. I've never done anything like that. But uh, there's a gossip here in 8 where you're busy telling everything someone else does. Well, what's the fruit in all that? Let's say um, Bo here is doing X, Y, and Z. And I tell everybody about it, okay? Or something he said, okay? And what is the fruit? Where Where is the wisdom and understanding being gained there? What he had for breakfast isn't going to edify anybody. It's not helping anything. There's a time to not gossip, and that's the truth. Nine, for he heard and observed thee. Okay, whether it be... To friend or foe, talk not of other men's lives, and if thou canst without offense, reveal them not. For he heard and observed thee, and when time cometh, he will hate thee. Okay, what is that? Well, uh, you talk about somebody behind their back here. You see, this isn't to their face. This is behind their back, and you're making an enemy there potentially. In 10, it says, this is a funny one here. And ten, if thou hast heard a word, let it die with thee, and be bold, it will not burst thee. (laughs) Anyway, there's some light humor here in the wisdom of Shirak. And eleven, a fool travaileth with a word as a woman in labor of a child, okay? So this fool has no wisdom and understanding. They don't know what words mean, uh, they're twisting words, okay? They're looking uh, for a meaning in a word that they don't, ha- they don't have to. Just take the word as it, its face value, okay? But here they are. They're, they're taking a word that was given to them, and uh, they are either gossiping or causing trouble with that word, okay? But here there is a great pain when it comes, Right? To women in labor birth pains and uh, th- this fool with his words talking about other people's words and other people's lives he's causing the pains like the lady in uh, labor here 12 as an arrow that sticketh in a man's thigh so is a word within a fool's belly okay all right so that according to the translators in Greek uh, or heart and uh they are harmonizing it with Leviticus 19:17 and Matthew 18:15 and words matter and words can hurt and so uh, that sticks and stones will break my my bones but words will never hurt words matter and they can hurt people and they can cause Pain and they can break up friendships. Okay. In 13 it says admonish a friend. It may be he hath not done it. And if he have done it. That he do it no more. Okay. So here you're going straight to that person. Not behind their back. Not gossiping. Not being stuck here. And travailing with that word. You're going straight to that your friend with whatever it was that uh, may have wronged you. Okay. uh, In 14, it says, Admonish thy friend. It may be he hath not said it. And if he have, that he speak it not again. Okay. So all this is about talking about your friends here. All right. And, uh, This is a disease out here today. It really is. Uh, People don't have a life, or they wouldn't be worried about everything someone else is doing. Hey, we got to worry about what we're doing, don't we, here at the table? Yes, we do. All right, but there's a time to speak. There's a time to refrain from speaking, as it said in Ecclesiastes. In 15, it says, Admonish a friend. For many times, it is a slander, and believe not every tale. So there it is. Question every word you're hearing. Watch out for the lies out here. And look here, there's somebody stirring up trouble here. That's why you go straight to the person. If it's a real friend, they'll listen to you, and you listen to them. And things can be ironed out in this manner. In 16, there is one that slippeth in his speech, but not from his heart. And who is he that hath not offended with his tongue? Question mark. They're sending us to uh, the book of James in the New Testament to harmonize this. So this was a mistake. Okay. They haven't willingly from their heart said these things, sometimes you're guilty of saying a word you shouldn't have. Okay. All right. In 17, admonish thy neighbor before thou threaten him and not being angry, give place to the law of the most high. And that is to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That is the doctrine. That is capital L. L. Law of God. That is our written word, folks. Okay, so do unto others. All right, and don't threaten your neighbor. Talk to him. R18, and the fear of the Lord is the first step to be accepted of him, and wisdom obtaineth his love. Okay, so once again, this quest of wisdom and understanding to get it into our bosom has to do with our salvation here, ladies and gentlemen. But more on that. The knowledge of the commandments of the Lord is the doctrine of life, and they that do things that please him shall receive the fruit of the tree of immortality. How about that heavy-duty statement and all this? See, here's the commandments. That's the written word, all right? And here's the doctrine of life, and that is also connected directly to the written word. And if you have all that, then you're going to do the things that please him. Please who? Please Jesus Christ. And where does that end up here? Oh, with the fruit of the tree of immortality, the tree of life there, folks. How do you like that? All right, so there's that. That's a heavy one here in this chapter. Uh, 20, the fear of the Lord is all wisdom, and in all wisdom is the performance of the law, capital L, and the knowledge of his omnipotency. How about that? So there is this wisdom and understanding connected to the law, connected to the doctrine, connected to the fear of the Lord. Hey, that's not all through the wisdom of Shiroch, is it not? All 51 chapters. 22, it says, if a servant say to his master, I will not do as it pleaseth thee, though afterward he do it, he angereth him that nourisheth him. Okay. And this borders on some New New Testament stuff, too. That's just a fact of life there in 21. 22, the knowledge of wickedness is not wisdom, neither at any time the counsel of sinners, prudence, okay? And this isn't knowing the works of Satan. This is being involved with the... uh quest on the ungodly side for what they call the secret doctrine they call it secret wisdom and as they tap you to come into their cult they will tell you that you'll go up degree by degree and keep evolving in this wisdom of all ages as manly p hall said and uh it's absolute ignorance again as you go up in degrees you gain a certain understanding of the occult doctrine and you also get dumbed down if that continues you can be brainwashed and then the lord's angry and then he sends the strong delusion and you're done you're toast for that okay so we don't seek the wicked wisdom okay ww 23 there is a wickedness in and the same an abomination and there is a fool wanting in wisdom okay so that kind of goes along with 22 okay and abomination's a heavy duty word that that goes straight to satan <laughs> that goes straight to worms that's wo- wormwood that's that's satanic abomination the the lord hates it and uh, that's what I said, this is all tied to the wickedness. And notice here there's no understanding in the wickedness. okay 24 he that hath small understanding and feareth God is better than one that hath much wisdom and transgresseth the law of the most high. That's high is a capital H, L's cup law. L is a capital L. Uh, Again, once you know, it's, it's one thing the Lord will let you slide when you're still, like, say, young and stupid. But as you start to gain the wisdom and understanding, you don't have a license to do evil. Now you really better walk the line. And if you have wisdom and understanding, let me make this statement. Walking the line the way Christ would have you do it, that is a sheer pleasure. Is it not here at the table? Don't you agree? It says in 25, there is an exquisite subtlety, and the same is unjust. And there is one that turneth aside to make judgment appear. And there is a wise man that justifieth in judgment. Okay, so here we have this uh, great fancy thing. Um, dainty subtility this kingly subtility and uh, it's unjust okay but look look at this here see that balance is messed up just like job said just like king solomon said in ecclesiastes those earthly balances aren't just they're just not and there's one uh, here you appear to people as, oh, your balances are perfect. You don't judge, right? Hey, I'm judging you. You, you're, you're, you say you, you're judging that person. How dare you do that? You're evil. So uh, you, you uh, appear as being judging correct and lawful. But that's just an appearance behind closed doors. There's a different crown being worn behind closed doors here. There is a stealth um, goal that is not shown to everyone. It's a secret, secret, secret. 26, there is a wicked man that... Hangeth down his head sadly, but inwardly he is full of deceit. How many times have we been warned about that here in Ecclesiasticus? Casting down his countenance and making as if he heard not, where he is not known, he will do thee a mischief before thou be aware. See, here's a two-face. A double speak, a double tongue, a liar, a cheat, a psychopath here in 27. He can change his countenance. He can have those tears coming down. He can crawl on his hands and knees. But he wears a different crown where people can't be found. In 28, 28 it says, And if for want of power he be hindered from sinning, yet when he sinned, when he finds his opportunity, he will do evil. Okay, so you got him around the neck. And he's, he's all sad and crying. Oh, yeah. Please don't turn me in. Whatever his uh, um, fake acting is. All right. But as soon as he's not handcuffed, he's going to go out and do evil. All right, and that can come in a lot of different ways, a lot of different evils there. But the only thing he knows is power. Okay, and that's a sure, uh, that's the fruit of wickedness right there described in 28. In 29, a man may be known by his look, and one that hath understanding by his countenance when thou meetest him. Okay, so in this case... There are certain things we can see about the cover of a book. All right. Okay, and 30, the last verse of this podcast today, it says a man's attire and excessive laughter and gait shew what he is. Once again, that's on the outside looking in. That is not a perfect art, everybody. In other words, you got to balance this out with the one that says, don't judge the book by its cover in these proverbs. You, you never know what's on the inside of a man. Beware. Well, balance it out here. There's a certain um, things that can be told, okay? If I come in uh, with a cowboy hat on and a forty-five on my side and uh, my cowboy boots and smelling like... Uh, horse manure, then I'm a cowboy. Okay. And at the same time, that there's a person that may be lowly looking. They may come in and they look like they couldn't afford a pair of socks. And yet they have money in the bank stacked up. You just don't know it all. But here in the wisdom of Shiroch, we know that there's a time and a place for every one of these scriptures. And our job is to discern, uh, where and when to apply each of these scriptures. Thank you loads, folks. I'll see you on the next CD.